is based on mistakes and errors made during second language acquisition. I'm going to be looking at what the benefits and pros of making errors during um, second language learning can be, and then what the cons of it are, and then I'm going to look into what the implications of that are in the process of acquiring another language, and how best to respond to errors and mistakes. So I'm going to be using three main sources when I speak to this issue. Um, so the first source I've used is the personal experiences of a young lady um, named um, Shinyang Grace Campbell. And she speaks to the benefits of making mistakes and errors um, when acquiring a second language. Um, the second source I'm going to speak to is by Steve Kaufman. Um, so I've got a scholarly article as well as a video. Um, and he addresses, again, some of the pros and cons to making mistakes and even what um, factors contribute towards making mistakes um, and sort of where we go from there with reoccurring mistakes and what the implications can be. Um, and that's um, sort of spread out between both his video and his article. And then the last one is um, based off of Carl James' uh, errors in language learning um, and their use, exploring error analysis, and that really considers, again, pros and cons, um, but as well what the implications are, uh, what some strategies can be in addressing these um, mistakes and errors for the benefit of continuing with growth in language acquisition. So Shin Young Kim is a young Korean girl who speaks for TED Talks, and she addresses basically some of her experiences in making mistakes in the um, acquisition of a number of languages. Um, you know, she speaks Korean, English, Arab, um, and she tells the story of the one day she attempted to say achievement in Arab and she accidentally said excretion or a word that meant excretion. And at the time she was embarrassed and she said that ever since that experience she's never forgotten those two words. Um, and so she kind of speaks to the benefits of making mistakes sometimes, in that it really reinforces that, again, explicit learning um, that we heard about with uh, Carl James. Um, and so that sort of is an opportunity for growth. So in Carl James's findings, he speaks to implicit and explicit mistakes, addressing that um, if you don't have explicit knowledge of the error that you've made, um, then you're not necessarily able to correct it in a way that you're aware of. You might have a feeling that it felt wrong as soon as you say something or as soon as you see it. And so that's your implicit um, sort of knowledge coming into play where you recognize it's not correct and you might try a few combinations before you're able to um, correct that. And that's one of the good things um, in making a mistake. Once you've done that um, and you've stopped and you paused and you're review it, you're turning your implicit learning into explicit learning once that has been um, reflected on and corrected. Therefore, by making these mistakes, um, we are converting our implicit learning into explicit learning, um, and thus minimizing the chance of it reoccurring. Um, and one of the other resources that I reviewed, and I wasn't going to use, um, but then after looking up 
um, you know, Carl James's findings and reflecting on um, some of his points as well as listening to Shin Young's um, experience. I decided to circle back and use the source. Um, but he speaks to um, the idea that sometimes mistakes become learned in that, um, you know, over time we just hear them so often in a language um, that they're not always, they always become correct. So he's an example of, um, you know, a student asked him, uh, why do we say go home in English rather than go to your home? And she didn't understand it, thought there was a rule behind it, and, you know, there was this big sort of learning that happened with it and he explained it, you know, after reflecting, you know, it's really, it is go to your home. We just don't say that. It's actually grammatically incorrect to say go home. Um, it's just something that everyone does and it's slowly in time it's just become um, accepted in our language. Um, and so he kind of, again, I took from that and related it to that implicit, explicit learning. Um, probably no one corrected the go home. She just that young lady heard that it sounded wrong, or she picked up on it um, listening to others. And there again, it shows that implicit, explicit um, learning and what effect, how much of an impact it can have in learning. Um, so I just thought that was very interesting with regards to mistakes and um, just sort of the, even the gravity of correcting them sometimes. Um, it's better to just come from me. And interesting, I'm just going to talk about how important it is teachers and educators to be cognitive um, of our choice in language and vocabulary and expression. Um, and it goes to show, you know, how confusing it would be for some students. Um, you know, she was fixated on that, to tell the story of that young lady who was fixated on that specific example for a long time until he just simply said, no, you're right. Um, so we really need to take that into consideration when we are speaking to the ELL students um, to make them be aware of even just simple errors that we make ourselves, um, as well as slang and short forms. In my research, um, I did find uh, you know evidence supporting obviously that um, a fear of making mistakes and uh, failure uh, largely inhibits fluency in language acquisition and um, prevent students from fully engaging sometimes and um, sort of taking that leap of More prevalent in the older learners, um, but we've spoken to that matter uh, quite a bit in previous modules, so I didn't really delve into that other than to just acknowledge it. Um, but instead, I focused more on uh, just sort of how implicit explicit learning um, can affect um, the correction of mistakes um, and maybe just I think what I took away from that was um, you know when we're responding to mistakes um, to pay attention or not even responding but trying to prevent students from making them just be cognitive of our choice of language our slang our idioms and as well as rather than explicitly correcting the student um, you know rephrasing saying it back to them um, eventually they do start to hear it and recognize that what they are saying isn't the same and they will correct it in time. Um, and that's a better strategy, obviously, than explicitly correcting them in most cases because we did find um, quite a bit of evidence supporting, you know, how that can really affect engagement and confidence of a, of a second language learner. So um, that pretty much summarizes, I think, 
what I focused on with my inquiry um, was sort of that correction of uh, mistakes and errors and um, just the role that implicit and explicit learning plays in um, the acquisition of their language.